Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at Walter Collins and the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. There's a content warning today. The story involves descriptions of violence towards children and sexual abuse of children and women. If these are things that upset you, mark the episode as played and don't listen any further. I won't be upset. It's a sensitive subject and I don't want people to feel uncomfortable at all. In 1928, California had transformed into a lively area. Hollywood and the farming industry had attracted people to the area and it was growing fast. But it also hid a secret. In 1928, several young boys went missing in the town of Wineville. On March 10th, nine-year-old Walter Collins disappeared. He had been seen around 5 p.m. by a neighbor after his mother, Christine Collins, had given him some money to watch a movie. Nobody saw what happened to him. The LA Police Department was already under fire for unrelated corruption scandals, but they were called in to investigate the disappearance. There was a lot of pressure for the police force to find the missing child. They decided to search around Lincoln Park Lake, but couldn't find anything. Walter's father, who was in prison for robbery, believed that former prison inmates had taken his son as some sort of revenge. He worked in the prison's cafeteria and was responsible for reporting any inmate transgressions. Doing that, it's possible that he made many enemies in the prison system who would try anything to get back at him. Several people came to the police with tips. A gas station attendant in Glendale reported seeing the body of a boy wrapped in newspapers in the back of a car when a couple asked for directions. A man named C.V. Staley followed them when they left the station. They stopped for a few moments in front of the police station before speeding away and losing Staley. When the police showed Staley a photo of Walter, Staley said that he was the boy in the car. Other tips came in that said that a couple were driving around the state with a boy who was asking to be set free. Two other disappearances happened around the same time. Nelson and Lewis Winslow, 10 and 12 respectively, went missing from Pomona on May 16th. Their parents received letters from them, but there was something strange about them. They first said that they were making their way to Mexico then they said that they were going to stay missing for as long as possible to become famous. The disappearances weren't linked to begin with, because the police didn't see any links between the disappearances of the Winslow boys, Walter Collins, and the headless body of a boy that they had found in La Puente in February. There didn't seem to be a connection at all. There was also a complaint of a man mistreating his son at a poultry farm which didn't seem relevant at the time. 
In August, Illinois police would pick up a boy who called himself Arthur Kent. He told them that his father had abandoned him and he was placed with a temporary family. Eventually, he told the family that he was actually Walter Collins and had been silent to protect his father. Illinois police contacted California police, sent photographs of Walter and then sent him to LA. California police contacted Walter's mother, Christine, and showed her the photos of her son. Christine immediately knew something was wrong. She said that the boy was not her son. However, the police captain convinced her to take the boy home for a while and see what happened. Christine agreed. Three weeks later, she returned to the police station along with Walter's dental records and signed statements from people who had known Walter that stated that the boy was not him. The captain called her a lunatic and claimed that she was just trying to get the state to look after her child just to embarrass the police department further. He sent her to the psychiatric ward in Los Angeles County General Hospital on a code 12. This code allowed the police to get rid of troublemakers by throwing them into these wards. In September, a Canadian woman named Winifred Clark contacted US authorities. She said that her nephew had kidnapped her son, Sanford Wesley Clark, in California. Her daughter, Jessie Clark, had been worried about her 15-year-old brother. He had left with their uncle, Gordon Stewart Northcott, two years earlier, when Gordon was just 21. Jessie had made the decision to visit Sanford on Gordon's ranch in Wineville to see how he was. In the few days she was there, she discovered that her brother was being abused by Gordon and thought that something very strange was going on there. She had even been attacked by Gordon herself. The police somehow managed to get Sanford from the ranch. Sanford told the police that his uncle had kidnapped him and physically and sexually abused him. He also said that Gordon had forced him to watch and sometimes participate as Gordon abused and murdered other boys, including Walter Collins, Nelson and Lewis Winslow, and several other boys. According to Sanford, Gordon abducted these boys to abuse them. Then, when he got bored, he took them to the incubator room so they could see the hatching chicks while he murdered them with an axe. In an attempt to destroy the evidence, Gordon would cover the bodies with quicklime. Sanford also told the police that Gordon had killed a boy in La Puente. He said that they had both killed Walter Collins because Walter had seen Gordon killing a minor. The police were told that the graves of the Winslow brothers and Walter Collins could be found near the chicken coops. The police excavated the area but couldn't find full bodies. Only pieces of bone were found. In the search of the ranch, axes that were found had human hair and blood on them. Several bones were found across the ranch, which were later determined to be from male children. They checked inside the house and found a library book that had been checked out by one of the Winslow brothers, a child's whistle and several Boy Scout badges. Most disturbingly, 
they found more letters that had been written to the parents of the missing children. But nothing was found that linked Walter Collins to the ranch. During the investigation, Gordon's father told police that Gordon had confessed to the murders. However, Gordon and his mother had left town two days earlier. On September 20th, Gordon Northcott was arrested in British Columbia. His mother, Sarah, was arrested in Alberta. In December, Gordon was taken back to his ranch in an attempt to get more information out of him. While he was there, he confessed to the murders of the Winslow brothers, Walter Collins, and a Mexican boy named Alvin Gothia. Later, when he wrote his confession, he only admitted to the murder of Alvin Gothia. Also in December, Sarah Northcott confessed to killing Walter Collins. She said she had killed him and buried him in a hole near the chicken coop. Sanford corroborated this, saying that he had been told by Sarah that if everyone hit one of the boys, they would all be equally guilty of the crime if they were caught. Sarah was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Walter Collins. Gordon's trial began in January 1929. He fired several attorneys, eventually deciding to represent himself. The case proceeded to get out of hand with accusations and revelations. He admitted to abusing young boys. His defence was that he loved them and that was why he did it. He even had his mother testify for him. Sarah told the jury that she was actually Gordon's grandmother because her husband had assaulted Winifred, making Gordon Winifred's son. Gordon also claimed that his father had abused him and that he was having an incestuous relationship with Sarah. None of it made sense and it was clear that Gordon wasn't a lawyer. Even Sarah's involvement was not credible since she kept saying that she would do anything for him. On February 8th, 1929, the jury, made up of all men, convicted Gordon for the first degree murders of the Winslow brothers and an anonymous victim. The judge sentenced Gordon to death. Although that happened, the families had no closure due to the lack of bodies. Gordon Northcott, hanged on October 2nd, 1930. Shortly afterwards, the story of the Wineville Chicken Coop murders was put to rest and the citizens changed the name of the town to disassociate the town from the horrors that had happened there. The Wineville chicken coop murders were awful, but ended up being solved. The mystery is what happened to Walter Collins. More was happening behind the scenes while the horrific things that happened in Wineville were being unearthed. Back in March 1928, when Walter went missing, Christine had been worried. Before his disappearance, another boy had been taken and found mutilated later on. The culprit, William Hickman, had been arrested, but Wineville was still traumatised by it. When Christine called the police, they immediately started a campaign to find Walter. Unfortunately, they couldn't find leads anywhere and ran into a dead end. 
This caused negative publicity for the police, who felt pressured to resolve the case immediately. This is where Arthur Kent, the other Walter Collins, comes in. Christine knew that something was wrong, but she agreed to take the boy home, only to end up in the psychiatric ward after providing proof that the boy was not Walter. The boy was sent there with her. He managed to convince the police and the psychiatrist that he was Walter Collins. Eventually, the captain who had told Christine that she was a lunatic, JJ Jones, got involved once more and investigated the case. He had changed his mind about the boy, deciding that something was strange about him. Jones sent the boy to another psychiatrist at the hospital and attempted to get more information from him. Eventually, a handwriting expert was called in to find out if they were the same person. After analysing samples from Walter and the boy, the expert concluded that the two were not the same person. The writing from the boy had a different way of writing the letter R, which was commonly taught in Illinois and not found in California. The boy opened up then and explained everything. His name was Arthur Hutchins and he was from Iowa. According to his story, his mother died and he was taken care of by his stepmother, Violet Hutchins. Arthur said that Violet mistreated him and he was often locked up and tortured. He decided to run away and used public transport to do that. He reached Illinois the next state over and stopped at a cafe. It was here that Arthur heard about Walter Collins and spotted an opportunity. Arthur decided that if he claimed to be Walter Collins, he could move to California, get a new family and visit Hollywood. Arthur had always wanted to see Hollywood and meet his favourite actor, Tom Mix. Tom Mix was Hollywood's first Western star, helping to define the genre. Arthur adjusted his appearance to look like Walter, using the photo as reference. Then he made his way to the police station and claimed to be Walter Collins. Christine was released from the psychiatric unit ten days after Arthur told everyone he wasn't Walter Collins. She filed a lawsuit against the LA police. In September 1930, she won the lawsuit and was awarded $10,800 in damage. Today, that would be $181,820. The LA police never paid the amount either. After Gordon Northcott had been sentenced, Christine visited him in prison. She asked if he had killed Walter, but Gordon didn't answer properly, giving inconsistent answers to her question. Christine decided that he had lost his mind, but because he didn't know if he'd even met Walter, she held on to the idea that he might still be alive. Then a telegram came. Gordon had sent it to Christine and said that he had lied when he told her he didn't know what happened to her son. He said that if she saw him, he'd tell her what happened. Christine arrived at the prison on the day of Gordon's execution, but Gordon refused to see her. He said that he didn't want to see her and that he didn't know anything about it because he was innocent. This reaction reignited the hope that Walter was still alive and Christine continued to search for him for years. 
She died in 1964 and never found her son. The story of Walter Collins is wrapped up in a set of gruesome murders and the lack of evidence made it difficult to put the Collins investigation in a separate light. Its continuation after the discovery of the happenings in Wineville allowed for that, but it may have been too late. There are some theories about what happened, so we're going to have a look at those and see if we can figure it out. The first theory, and the one that most people agree on, is that Gordon Northcott killed Walter Collins. Both he and his mother admitted to killing him. However, Gordon was convicted for three of his nine confessed murders, and none of those were Walter. He also changed his story more than once in regards to whether he did in fact commit the murder or not. Years after the investigation, several of the missing boys reappeared alive and well, and none of them were Walter. It's unknown if Walter had anything to do with it, but the evidence doesn't particularly point in his direction. The police never found anything of Walter's in the investigation. Another theory involving Gordon Northcott is that Walter eventually escaped from the ranch. The fact that some of the boys who were missing reappeared may point to Walter's escape. Perhaps he just kept running and never returned home. David Clay, a friend of Walter's, went to the police station after everything had ended and told them about how he, Walter and the Winslow brothers had actually escaped the ranch. Unfortunately, the Winslows were captured again and lost their lives, allowing David and Walter to escape completely. The couple from the beginning of this story are also never mentioned again after the tips to the police. It's possible that they took Walter and left without much of a trace. They were never investigated because the Wineville Ranch was discovered and investigated instead. Northcott may have never met Walter Collins, but been investigated because of the similarities in the disappearance. We don't know who these people are or where they went. It's impossible to know what happened to them. The film Changeling from 2008, starring Angelina Jolie, goes through this story. However, the name Changeling is a bit deceiving. I would love there to have been a theory about how Walter had been taken by some creature and replaced with one of them. However, that's not what happened, since Arthur Hutchins admitted to who he was. There are no supernatural theories to this one at all. It's all human involvement and none of the evidence gives a definitive answer. I don't think we'll solve this one. The story from this episode came from a Crime Museum article called The Wineville Chicken Coop Murders and an Alone With Nature article called What Really Happened to Walter Collins? Theories from this episode came from a True Crime Never Sleeps article called The Strange Disappearance of Walter Collins and a Live, Play, Eat article called The Puzzling Disappearance of Walter Collins. The Live, Play, Eat article was a transcript of the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode of the same name. 
References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is still getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do that. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email, so that's also in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you've got any corrections or issues with the things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode comes out on March 9th. So hold on until then. Oh, 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 oh,